Good morning, good afternoon. A uh, couple things, people. We have a special guest, um, a very interesting young, young lady I've been following for a minute. Um, apparently, she's been on the scene a lot longer than I have, um, but I I'm highly impressed and intrigued by a lot of her rhetoric. Um, it's refreshing. This is an American living currently in London. Um, she plays multiple sports. She's very outspoken about various topics, um, especially as it relates to the red pill. Um, Pearl, thank you for coming on. Uh, if you want to take a quick second and introduce yourself to the people, um, to the masses, if you will, the, the two people <laughs> watching. Um, yeah, anything you want to share? Oh, no, thanks for having me on. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Just Pearly Things, if you guys want to check it out. Cool, cool, cool. Um, just a couple icebreakers. Uh, what has you currently excited? What what has your attention right now? Uh, what has me currently excited? Uh, maybe my live YouTube show. Mm -hmm. I do the a live YouTube show where I have like guests in my apartment three days a week. So that's been really fun. <laughs> um, in regards to having people directly in your living quarters, um, has that ever reached a point where you regretted having people in person versus virtual? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um mostly when people don't leave after like they won't get out but it, it's never it's never gotten too bad so it's been fine so far no um crazy stuff like fresh and fit right right, right. and of course fresh and fit they typically have uh alcohol at, at their engagements and what have you so um oh i do too <laughs> oh wow okay so that, that, that kind of explains the, the turbulence that might transpire um yeah, yeah. So again, a lot of these are icebreakers, but these questions are in no particular order. Um, when I do my prep, I typically just try to gather information and I try to put it in order, but I'm more intrigued by just how I discover the information than how you answer them. Um, but yeah, you met with Fred O'Bang for an interview. Um, how did that transpire? I noticed you had to take your dad you know, as a chaperone and what have you. Um, <laughs> how, did, how did that even take place in the first place? Um, well, I used to do like I started my channel with rap reactions. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't do anything with Red Pill when I first started. So I was just reacting to rap music. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I was DMing different rappers trying to like get them to do a video with me. And he was the only one that responded. So, <laughs> wow. Wow. What well, was there any intimidation that, that you had to deal with as far as? I mean, I, I know he's known for and allegedly dealing with some legal issues, what have you, but at least at the time, if he was. Um, but did you feel intimidated, you know, talking to someone of his caliber? Yeah, um, I brought my dad because <laughs> I found out he yeah. went to jail for attempted murder. So I was like, OK, well, you're not trying. I don't know what happened, but it, it's not going to be me. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, so I brought my dad, but it was fine. He was really nice, actually. Um yeah, and it was, like, really nice of him to let us come, especially because I don't really – especially then, I really didn't have that many subscribers. So, yeah, mm. it was really nice of him to let me come. Yeah, that's, that's definitely love. Speaking of your dad, uh, your parents have 10 children. Yes. How was that growing up? Um, just – I mean, I, I saw the the TikToks and, you know, the various – I know that the shower, the bath, your, your parents' bathroom is just goodness. I, I have to think for <laughs> bathrooms. So like to see that shower, I was like, man, if I could just get 10 minutes in that shower, I think my life would, would increase by 10%. Um, but, but how was that growing up with literally a full house? Um, it's, it was good. I really liked having a lot of siblings, but the way I would describe it is like highs and lows. Mm -hmm. So, um, like the highs were really high, but there's also a lot of fighting because there's so many people in the house. <laughs> it's not like crazy, but there's always going to be bickering because, you know, there's 10 people. How could like, of course, there's going to be personality clashes. But right. I also have childhood memories where we're like playing together and like doing these like games that everyone's participating in. So yeah, that's real. That's real. And then, of course, from living with your parents to moving to London, and of course, you're pursuing volleyball and basketball in, in your various ways. Um, what made you choose London? What made you choose? Uh, it was like UEL, I, I believe you're you're out there. Yeah. Right? Okay. So um, why London? Uh, well, so I I made the decision to get a job after I graduated instead of trying to go pro for volleyball. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was kind of hard to recruit because when I was recruiting to play overseas, I hadn't um, played in like two, three years. So mm -hmm. what a lot of people do is they go semi-pro in London for a year and then recruit to pro teams. Mm 
Um, so that was what I chose to do because I, I just, I didn't have film for two, three years. I hadn't even played. So that was why London and I picked the school UEL to do it because honestly, I wanted to do YouTube while I was here. So I was trying to find mm-hmm. a school that was easy and it was one of the worst ranked schools in the UK. So that's why I picked wow. it. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad strategy. I mean, the last thing you want is, you know, to invest heavily, heavy amounts of money into something that has a lot on the line in terms of career prospects and whatnot. But yeah, that, that makes no. sense. And, and apparently your plan worked because you're highly successful, at least from, from my vantage point. Um, shout out Lee Attorney in the chat, uh, one of my favorite YouTubers. Um, so that's dope. That's dope. Um, before we get into the the heavy stuff, um, which is probably the the information that most people will be intrigued by, um, in regards to your, I mean, there's so many different ways I can go with this. Matter of fact, let's just jump in. To hell with it. Uh, okay. <laughs> how is modern dating? In your in your perspective, in, in your vantage point, um, is it much different than dating in America? Um, like dating in Britain versus the US. Right. Um, well, I was in a relationship when I first got here, but um, so I haven't dated too much here, but I'll say British guys are better dressed than American guys. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, and British guys um are taller are they yeah interesting i mean i know the average height here in america is like five nine ish or and you yourself being a five eleven so i I, w- I would imagine there will be a a, f- a frenzy over any men that, that could achieve that 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 dreaded six foot um, <laughs> uh, uh, me and my brother always talk about like bro thank god our parent like we got our dad's <laughs> my, my dad's six foot my brother's six one i'm six two i'm like thank uh-huh. goodness thank thank goodness that we didn't come out five 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 six just playing with with our lives that way um but in in regards to height do you ever notice i mean being that most the average woman will probably want a man over a given height uh let's call it six foot you being five eleven six foot um do, do you see a frenzy for men of that caliber oh that are over six foot yeah um yeah. i'm one of them <laughs> like i, yeah, I wouldn't really <laughs> i wouldn't date a guy um like that much. I, I've dated guys like an inch or two shorter than me, but I passed that. No, over with, cooked. Goodness. Um, but yeah, no, I hear from girls that are like five five that they want guys over six foot. So I think it's pretty common. Jesus, do, do you have? So I think you mentioned you don't have any exes that are less than six foot or, or shorter than you. Um. No, no, I don't. <laughs> That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Um. So before we get too deep into dating preferences and all those things, um, I'm, I am curious how you discovered the red pill, how you got involved with it. Um, what was your first uh, initiation into said red pill? Um, so I got into red pill because I was doing reactions at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, I was reacting to rap videos mostly. But I, I guess I don't know why, but I guess the two audience of like rap music and Kevin Samuels inter- intertwined because right. some people started sending me Kevin Samuels. Yeah. Um, so I did a video reacting to something about like men have the right to cheat or something like rich guys. And yeah. and it was interesting because my dad is like in the income sector mm-hmm. that they always talk about. Yeah. So um, and I didn't really grow up like with these like rules I don't, the way they mm. describe these like high value men um just wasn't what i grew up around so it was interesting right. to see like what they thought it was like yeah i mean the average person has not sold a software company um so uh, and again like the the way he sets it up is like all right there's income and then there's you know your your network and then are you useful to the group and all, all these various metrics and whatnot yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That the average person has to get to and i'm like first of all I don't fit hardly any of them. If anything, I have a lot of the soft skills. I have a lot of the back end. But in terms of tangible, you know, coinage, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm found lacking. Um, and I still mm-hmm. want a lot of the same things. Um, but it, it's always interesting to, especially people that are very close to high value men, um, quote unquote, to see that there tends to be a lot of variances. Although there is a level of truth in what he speaks. Um, do you have any specific thoughts about Kevin Samuels in, in regards to? Do you agree with most things he says or do you, do you found that there's more variances in you guys' perspectives? Um, I would say I agree with most stuff he says. Um, the 
trying to think what i realized later was he there's a difference between like high value men and men of value so i think my dad would be mm. under the men of value because he hates people um, <laughs> he has 30 um, of them in his house what he has 30 of them in his house but he hates people i mean he's struggling uh i mean i think it's more like he just prefers to be like private so he, he's not yeah. on social media and he like doesn't really deal with many people outside of our family mm-hmm. um so but for the most part yeah i'd say i agree with more of kevin samuels than i disagree with i think he's very helpful yeah and i, I kind of have to explain to people i'm like just because i i listen to someone's content doesn't mean i agree with everything maybe it's just it's intriguing and it's stimulating in terms of or it makes me either it pushes me further into my own beliefs or it makes me question my beliefs but the constant need to agree with everyone like fresh and fits the same way they're highly controversial in their content in a lot of the ways that they they articulate their thoughts but doesn't mean i have to agree with everything like i, I just enjoy mm-hmm. their content and i first of all i can't listen to four hour streams just like the ones that we might create or might be long as hell i'm like mm-hmm. I, I prefer clips i prefer joking clips over the long mm-hmm. you know four hour podcast what have you but interesting um here's a more direct question would you consider yourself traditional or modern i don't know i was thinking about this the other day (laughs) um because i don't really have that modern woman like mindset but i don't think traditional women have a podcast where like right people (laughs) people come in and like doing all the stuff i'm doing so Mm -hmm. i don't know um i guess that's for the men to decide right and from my from the few things i've seen from my my perspective I always have to contrast the actions versus the words because your words seem to be spot on. And it's not always Mm -hmm. that you're making assertions, but you're asking questions and they're quality questions, just like it's complicated. Mm -hmm. Like you'll point out discrepancies. I'm like, that doesn't seem to match this. And you guys say this, but you do this. Um, Mm -hmm. And so typically, you know, from a man's perspective, their behavior is their belief system and their words might say something. But if you look at their belief system, it's found in their actions. I'm like, your, Mm -hmm. your behavior tells me what you believe. If you say, you know, the right foods to eat, but you choose hot dogs and burgers and nachos, mm-hmm. you think that there's a way to cut corners, but you still want the same thing you want. So um, it's interesting that, that you you yourself having, you know, a lot of the knowledge and most of the talking points um, still kind of sit on the fence in, in regards to how you <laughs> yourself fall on one of the sides. Well, it's hard because I feel like if you're going to be an actual traditional woman, you should be like married with kids. Right. And like, I'd like to be married. That's like, one of the things I'd like to do in the next couple of years, but, mm-hmm. but I'm not. So how am I going to say I'm traditional? How am I going to say I'm traditional if I don't have like children and like a husband, you know? That makes but sense. That makes sense. Hopefully I'd like to make, I'd like to make that jump in the next couple of years. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Which would somewhat put you in the, the danger zone. If, if you would allow that, that phrase to be attached to you. Uh, well, you're like 25 right now. Yeah. I'm excited. I get to hit my wall soon. <laughs> <laughs> the dreaded wall if you will um, i'm which, pumped uh, it, for it honestly i'm ready <laughs> are you mm, yeah i heard i heard my clock's gonna start ticking soon so hey i mean that, that could be a whole live stream like i felt it click last night it was around midnight <laughs> or so and i feel like I, I have to start uh pursuing differently and speaking of pursuing um knowing what you know and knowing uh-huh. you know the knowledge you've acquired and people that you listen to um do you typically pursue nice guys um <laughs> do i do i pursue nice guys as opposed well, to I bad mean, boys it, that you might well, be it just to. it just define it just depends who what would you define as nice because a lot of guys say they're nice but they really just don't have a backbone you know what i mean right so so it i mean i like guys that like still have a backbone but um aren't I kind of like an in-between, which I know guys get frustrated with that answer. <laughs> I know guys get so frustrated. Yeah. So, like, I've posted this on Twitter multiple times. Like, a lot of the nuanced answers that we might get is like, well, it depends. It depends on the person. It depends on the situation. Yeah. 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 I know. Different. Men hate this. But it's true, yeah. though. Because yeah. because you have the extreme, right? You have the super nice guy who has no background. And you have, like, the asshole, right? Right. And mm-hmm. even Rolo Tomasi talks about how you want to be, an in like, a, the perfect mix for a girl. That's what girls are attracted to. Right. I'm not saying every guy has it, but you can't act like it doesn't exist. Well, it definitely requires a level of emotional intelligence to be able to play both. Um, and it starts with knowledge of both. So self-awareness being probably number one as far as being aware that all right, I have to fall somewhere on the spectrum. And I'm probably already somewhere on here. I have to identify where I'm at. And then how do I move somewhat somewhat towards the middle? But it takes a level of wisdom, self-awareness. You need mentorship. You, you need guidance. But you need knowledge of the situation yeah. that you're in 
because a nice guy rarely knows he's a nice guy until he tries to get something that only bad boys get. I'm like, yeah, right. you don't qualify for those things over there. You need to kind of move right to the spectrum. Um, I told I told my dad he could pick up my husband, but he won't do it. <laughs> he, said, yeah, that's, he said, that's I'm busy. I got, I got, I got, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not sure if a podcast falls into like a career oriented or like, I mean, because the podcast is simply conversations that just happen to be recorded. Um, but yeah, but you don't you don't know how much stuff goes on. Like, right? Like, it's a lot of work. Oh my gosh, Definitely. it's so much work. <sighs> the hardest part for me, um, with my little you know you know thing I'm going doing over here is the clips part because obviously most people don't want to listen to a four hour anything. So chopping it up and editing it down and I'm like, well, I'm sniffing too much and coughing over here. Um, and then, of course, you want a certain narrative to be presented and you try to control that as best you can with editing. It's definitely a, a full time job, even though it probably doesn't pay full time, at least for me, not yet. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a, a time consuming task. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a type of guy that you would simp for? I would simp. I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah, there is. <laughs> Before you answer that question, um, allow me to press you just a little bit. Um, okay. As someone who plays basketball, and I, I would even, I've never seen, I haven't seen any of your footage, but I would assume you're a hooper. Um, and I don't know if you're aware of that distinction. Um, but hoopers are surrounded by black men. I watched the the interview you did with your sister, and you, you were doing like, all right, you're showing her pictures of like you, your ex, your <laughs> the men that you were attracted to as a teenager, like early 2000s men. Yeah. And a lot of her yeses were just clinging on the black men. I was like, interesting. And of course, you picked <laughs> up one or two. I was like, ah, the, the black men keep getting some love over here. Um, do you have a preference between black men and white men? And does that fall into, like, is there a, a certain situation where you might pursue one or the other, and re- especially in regards to your height, um, but also in relation to personality traits? Um, I, I've dated mostly black guys. Ah, see, your boy is on ten with it. See, <laughs> is there a reason for that? Have you delved into that that reasoning? The reasoning, um, I don't know. I think part of it is like I feel like black guys are usually more extroverted, mm. and like I like extroverted. I like talkers. I'm a chit chatter. I get along with chit chatters. Right. Um. One and then two. I don't know. I just like like I think black guys have very nice smiles because it like looks mm-hmm. like whiter. To be honest. Oh, the contrast, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Have you ever discussed with your parents that, that certain attraction that you have? Oh, yeah, they know. They don't care. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Because <laughs> yeah, it's always a thing with black men. Like, bro, what would her parents, what would her grandparents think um, if they brought old boy to the crib? And, like, of course, there's different, you know, me being a chameleon, like, you kind of learn how to translate your words. I'm like, all right, in this group, you talk like this. In this group, you talk like this. Uh-huh. And you almost have to, to be accepted in certain environments. Um, but yeah, that's, I found that interesting, um, especially like with a lot of your titles, like whitest girl ever interviews Fred Bang or, or something I'm like, yeah, you're, you're almost hyper aware of it. But yet, of course, you're, you're aware of marketing and how to get clicks and what have you. So mm-hmm. um, that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Here's a question. What is a woman in your estimation? A woman? Yes. How would Girl you define can, a woman? Like someone that can have kids. <laughs> Like has that uh, act? Was it? <laughs> I don't remember if it's X or XY chromosome. <laughs> I believe it's XX. Yeah. Yeah, someone with an XX chromosome and yeah. the ability to have kids for the most part. I know there's exceptions, but that's interesting. I'm not sure there are exceptions to. Well, some anyway, women can't have that's... kids. That's what I'm saying. Like, but, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. I was like, yeah, I have to discover that now. I have to go down a rabbit hole. Um. Do you have a definition for toxic femininity? Toxic femininity? No, I don't. Um, I've never thought about that. Maybe like, maybe like the men are trash type of stuff. But mm. would that fall under toxic femininity? Maybe I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I've thought. Well, I think most men have thought about it mainly because it doesn't get talked about as often as toxic masculinity does. Um, do you think women are oppressed with said toxic masculinity? Like, like, how do you if it if toxic masculinity doesn't exist, how's that manifested in, in a woman's life? Oh, I don't think toxic masculinity exists. So I think I'm the wrong person to ask that. <laughs> um, that's different. 
I don't, I don't think it's like a real thing. I don't think women are oppressed in 2022. I think if anything, we have it easier than men. That's real. That's real. Especially if you're like a young woman, mm -hmm. like men are, men are so willing to help you to be honest. Like, I don't, I think, I think women have it easier than men. Wow. Do you think there's any rights whatsoever that should be still attribute like that should be gained by women that you guys don't currently have? The right to our own division in sports. Get the men out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Outside of that, not really that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, here's one. Um, the WNBA pay situation. Now, constant talk of pay gaps that, you know, it's been disproven countless times and most people are probably aren't willing to accept it. And that's perfectly fine. Um, mm. You being somebody who plays basketball, um, do you have any solutions in mind that could help the WNBA be more profitable, possibly get more women watching? Because that's part of the issue is like not only aren't men watching, but women aren't watching. Do you have any solutions in mind that might help the, uh, the WNBA be profitable? Um, that would help the WNBA be profitable. Not really. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I know much. <laughs> like I, I know how to play sports, right? And I could teach like a kid how to play basketball, but like in marketing a sport, um, maybe I maybe smaller communities. I think like the most female attendance, like like places I've been where attendance is like bigger, is like smaller towns where there's not much to do. But mm -hmm. no, I mean I just. It's staying like I wish I out of all people wish that women can make more in sports. I would love to be a pro athlete and like make a lot of money at it because I'm actually pretty good, but there's just not a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just like is what it is. You can't make people want to watch women's sports. Um, I think the only thing we can really do is like get better at it. And like women are starting to dunk now, so yeah, you know, over time maybe we'll see improvements. Speaking of dunkers and WNBA, what are your thoughts on Brittany Griner um, currently being oppressed in Russia by the system? Um, what what happened to her? She like brought drugs there, right? Allegedly, um, brought drugs through the airport, and you know it was some type of THT equivalent um, found in vape and what have you. Um, but of course, the NBA was or the WNBA was, you know, that they suggested please don't make her a hashtag, don't make her this viral sensation, mainly because we don't want her to be a bargaining chip. So there hasn't been much talk of her situation, even though there are legal ramifications, you know, outside of the W, outside of U.S. issues that, that we might be dealing with. Um, she's currently caught up in their legal system. Um, well, I mean, she probably shouldn't have brought drugs, but I mean, I think that's kind of scary to be like <laughs> over what weed like right. she in jail in Russia. That's really scary. They should yeah. probably figure out how to get her out of that. But um. I don't think it's smart to bring drugs into crazy people's countries. So <laughs> <laughs> that's for real. You mentioned how you wouldn't mind playing uh, professional sports if it was profitable or if you were actually mm. able to make money off of it. Um, I hear that she's making over a million dollars a year in Russia. Mm -hmm. Would that be something mm -hmm. that you ever considered or even volleyball? <laughs> oh God, if I was good enough to do that, I would. <laughs> wow. um, what I, what I mean is like, like in terms of skill skill wise right i probably made it out of all the people that started into the top like one half a percent of like volleyball players wow. in terms of how far i've made it but mm -hmm. i could get a pro contract and maybe make like maybe um a, like two three grand a month for mm -hmm. in a shitty country so like a country that like you don't you know, but that's yeah. not and, and like free housing or in like a good country with a couple, like maybe a grand, but that's just not anything to write home about, you know? True, true, so true. it's more like I'm kind of at a crossroads in my life because I'm like, what do I pursue? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That's interesting. Speaking of industries that do make money, um, OnlyFans, has that ever? I, I'm always intrigued by women and how you guys are on the sideline, just like a lot of men are on the sideline. But of course, the women that do step off the, the the sidewalk, what have you, they make hundreds of thousands of dollars selling feet pics. And of course, mm -hmm. I would love to take a picture of my foot and just make millions, like just millions off of it. Has that ever been a draw or pull that you've been tempted by? Um, what, what are your thoughts on OnlyFans? OnlyFans? <laughs> I, I have never been confident enough to think I would make a lot of money on OnlyFans. <laughs> 
girls. There's so many girls on it. Um, one and two. Look, I mean, I understand the draw. Like, mm. I think it would be very tempting if I thought I would get on OnlyFans and make millions in a month, like some girls do. Right. And I think if you want to do that, I'm never going to tell a girl what to do. And if, but, um, I just think don't be mad about the consequences later and it's going to be harder to find a husband and that's you know the image you're painting of like your family for the next 50 years like that's Mm. that's you know that's the way people are going to view you but if you don't care about that then i don't listen don't let me tell you what to do (laughs) (laughs) i got a question by lead attorney um he wants to know do you think it's in a best man's or do you think it's a man's best interest to get married in 2022 your thoughts um do i think it's the best i think that i'm not super like i don't know enough about the law like i think he would be a better person to answer that question Mm. um do i think it's the man's best interest maybe with a prenup but i just think that getting married is more conducive for building families Mm -hmm. um but i think it's hard because men don't want to get divorced and lose half their stuff Mm-hmm. Um. So, do I think it's in a man's best interest? I guess yes, if you're building a family. But outside of that, probably not. Interesting. Do you have a working definition of submission? No. Should I? Should I get one? <laughs> yes. Um. Mainly because you, you kind of spoken and you've alluded to. It. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure whether or not you actually do it, but um. It's something that men who are marriage minded, um, I, I constantly have to make the argument like I'm not anti-marriage, I'm anti-divorce. You, you, you touched on that already. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing I do look for in a woman. And it's something I have to be myself is submissive. I'm transitioning out the Air Force, but in the military, it's something you have to learn very quickly is how to submit. And has nothing to do with male or female. It has everything to do with who's in charge, who has authority, who has the responsibility. Um, protection that black men are, you know, black women, oh, pr- we need protection. I'm like, well, correction comes with that. Um, there's responsibility and then there's authority. Most men are are just, we have to have all responsibility. Everything's our fault. But then when it mm-hmm. comes to enacting our responsibility and, and taking charge of that, we don't have any authority, especially when it comes to stepfathers and what have you. So when it comes to submission, most people have, and it's something I, I love doing, is defining words. And, and putting practic- pr- practicality, pragmatism, this is how you apply said word. Um, so submission, it has nothing to do with like, oh, well, the man's in charge fully. Like if the woman's better with money, give her the money. Cool. But submission has everything to do with understanding the hierarchy, understanding who who's in, who, is, who holds the steering wheel versus mm-hmm. who is the co-pilot. Somebody holds the bat, obviously not in today's age, but there's only one set of hands on a steering wheel. And that's uh-huh. what submission is essentially. Uh-huh. Yeah, I... I always think of it like picking it where you want to work, right? Mm. So, like, you, you get to pick your boss. That's true. Assuming he wants you back as well, which, which is probably the most important part um, of the free will <laughs> dynamic is that, you know. I mean, who- yeah. <laughs> like, duh. Well, it, it's not someone that. you don't. I mean, what are you going to submit to someone that doesn't want you? Like, how? <laughs> It starts with a preference, of course, because everyone right. starts with a preference and, and everybody goes to the car lot and they point until they come out with the, the qualifications piece and they say, all right, let's run that credit. And do right. you qualify for what you want? Which in dating dynamic, a major qualifier for what you say you want is do they want you back? That, that starts. That's the first piece. Yeah. You don't. And when men like you touched on this, like when men start with. All right. So I, I can't date you if you're over 300 pounds. I'm sorry. Like my cutoff is my weight. And then, of course, yeah preferably 200 pounds and below preferably below 175 like you start looking at qualifications and most people just dismiss those things especially in in a modern dating society right Um, right so it's it's a lot more than just pointing and saying i'll submit to that person i'm like well they don't want you (laughs) like it's deeper yeah yeah um how do you view uh will smith in, in a woman's perspective Will Smith. Um, I think Will Smith is. Um, it's like sad. I don't under. I think some guys actually like women that are mean to them. I have this perspective because there are men that literally have their pick of women, and yet mm-hmm. they still pick. And people want to say, "Oh, he settled too soon." I'm sorry. He was on the Fresh Prince. 
He had more <laughs> options than Jada. I'm sorry. He right. did. He had the mm-hmm. option of a nice girl. I'm sure that was somewhere. So I don't know why he would pick her one. And two, I just think he, I think it's sad to see like someone like what that's ha- like just the way he's viewed now over time because they were like the picture perfect couple. Like everyone respected Will Smith so much. And because of the woman he picked, like people have so much less respect for him. It's kind of sad. Yeah. And I've noticed no matter what he, I mean, Jada just came out saying, you know, I don't need anybody to protect me. I'm like, what are you talking about, Brad? Like, um, he was laughing while the joke was trans- like taking place. And of course, mm-hmm. in a matter of seconds, he's on on stage. You had something to do with that. Facial expressions or, or something, body language, something had to do with his, you know, binary change. Um, it's unfortunate that he's mm-hmm. kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, Russell Wilson is kind of one of those people that from the outside looking in, you would think, and I'm not sure if you're aware of who he is, um, but mm-hmm. he's constantly ridiculed, especially from black men. It's like, eh, she chose future before she chose you. You think you were the first choice? Would she choose you if you worked at UPS? And it's unlikely that she would, but um, you see a lot of his actions seem to be on the up and up, and yet he still can't win. So it's almost as if you either be future and get ridiculed, or you be Will Smith and be ridiculed, or you be Russell Wilson. But a lot of men are trying to, they're struggling between, do I just stay toxic and in these streets and get what I want every single time and risk, you know, society viewing me a certain way versus try to put down the, the, the black book. I'm just going to live straight and narrow. And still get ridiculed. You might as well have fun and do what you want. Because either way, people are going to come at you. What are your thoughts? I think there's a lot of people in the middle. Like, mm. yeah. And I know men hate this. But I, I think there's a lot of people that, like, aren't either. Like, they're not Future and they're not Will Smith. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, do I think... Because I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the question. So do I think men like should they just be toxic because women like toxic is that what you're saying Mm -hmm. um it depends what you want (laughs) if you want to get laid a lot i guess (laughs) would you respond to that i mean historically speaking it would it would seem as if women tend to respond to that more quickly and and more frequently versus the nice guy who who rollo tomasi might say that women might hit the wall in their in their mind at least and start pursuing these nice guys around 27, uh-huh. the epiphany phase, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. But up until then, the bad guy, the, the bad boy wins every single time. Uh, mm-hmm. How do men reconcile that in their minds as far as, all right, what if I don't want to get married? I can just say it a certain way. What if most men, I mean, especially with fresh and fit growing, just uh-huh. crazy numbers, mm-hmm. it, it would seem perceptively that men are drifting towards a certain direction. How does that play out for women? Oh, it's awful for women because you're just a side chick, basically. If you just go mm-hmm. after the guys that everyone wants. Um, I mean, I think again, I think there's a lot of people in the middle. Um, where because it, it's not because you're putting it as it's just like the nice guy and the toxic guy, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not about just being nice or toxic. It's about having a backbone, and you can be yeah. a nice person and just like walk around with the backbone and like girls still want you if you just have a backbone i've seen it like some of the most like sought after guys in some of like my church community or like some of the <laughs> i know that's a bad example but even like among athletes like are aren't necessarily guys that are like out in the streets they're like guys that just have a backbone and aren't afraid to say what they think that's real i've always made a distinction first of all defining words being nice is different than being kind um and I think a lot of people misconstrue, misconstrue the two as far as, well, if I want to take her out and I want to get her flowers, I want to take her out to dinner. I want to treat her kindly. There's a way to do that while, as you alluded to, still saying no when necessary. And a lot of nice guys struggle with just saying no and mm-hmm. not being afraid of these unknown consequences or non-existent consequences of simply speaking your truth for the first time mm-hmm. and not changing, not negotiating. Um, there is a major distinction. You, and you, you are right. There are nuances. Um, do you think the, that people... Do you think people can change? Because yeah. I think that people are either, like, I disagree. I think most people, like, their core is who they are. Like, I don't think you're going to see a guy that's, like, super nice become a bad boy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe he could, like, learn to stand up for himself a little bit better. But I don't think people really can change their core of who they are. 
Because I if think I turn that question, if I turn that question on its head, um, you have women who around the epiphany phase, they all of a sudden want to get married, they want to have children. But if you contrast that with all their actions previous to that mm-hmm. single singular moment or the singular region of time, um, mm-hmm. you might disagree. I mean, would you find yourself in that current position where you may not be currently traditional in your actions, mm-hmm. um, but one day you might be? One day I might be. <laughs> um no i mean i think people are who they are like and i'm Mm -hmm. not even talking about like actions because like what i'm saying traditional i'm talking about like actions like cooking cleaning like that's you can learn to do this stuff what i'm saying is someone that's highly agreeable isn't going to become disagreeable overnight they might be able to like move it a little bit on the on the spectrum Mm -hmm. but and i don't and and i agree with you i don't think most modern women become traditional got you so yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, I don't think most like people that grew up and didn't have like the marriage to like see how that works. It's gonna be t- it's gonna be harder for them because mm-hmm. they don't have that core. I'm not saying it's impossible. Just like it's not impossible for a guy who's super agreeable to become disagreeable. But uh, like people have their core of who they are, right. and I know because I'm I'm really agreeable. Like I'm like 70th percentile on the agreeableness agreeableness scale. It is it is not natural to me to like tell people to shut up and be super like rude and direct. It's just not. It's not who I am. Mm. And I think I can do it, but like people kind of sense that inauthenticity. And that's like the same way guys sense that inauthenticity for um for women when they call them like chameleons, right? Mm-hmm. right. When they say like, oh, she's a chameleon, she she's like and you can and you can tell because yeah. like their core seeps through and it's you know, go ahead. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm hyper aware of deception and not that I'm aware of it, but I study deception itself and the arts mm-hmm. thereof. Um, my favorite author is Robert Greene and how he describes the human mind and how we're able to uh, adapt to our environments and adapt to people around us. Um, and so that, that makes perfect sense, especially as it relates to deception being a major factor you have to account for. Um, it's where like the bait and switch comes in, where like right. well, in the first three months of the relationship, everything was perfect. And, and she was agreeable, at, as you mentioned, and like she, she was just cooking and cleaning and sex whenever I wanted. Right. And then after we got married, it would just seem to kind of, you know, entropy and, and it's just all downhill after that. Um, mm-hmm. You can kind of see how that might take place. So um, it's quite difficult. And I mean, Lee Turner would be a great example of someone who probably witnessed this up close and personally, whereas in the divorce proceedings, the person that you thought you married three, five years ago. It's completely mm-hmm. different in the courtroom. Like, what Kanye's experiencing this currently, where like right. the person I married, this is not the same person who's got my daughter all over TikTok and what have you. Um, but but it's also like I bet you if you ask their childhood friends, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be that surprised that they're acting that way. Right. Like because again, sense. it goes it goes back to people's core, mm-hmm. and I think that's. That's why I'm always really skeptical of people that have these like life changing like changes overnight because <laughs> like I'll give you an example actually. I was a really mm-hmm. big drinker in college. Like in college like I loved drinking. That was that was mm-hmm. my thing. And I quit drinking like I started like quitting drinking heavily when I was like I didn't do it that long. I was like maybe 18 when I started, so like 21 when I stopped, so 4 years. And I'm always going to have that core in me that like wants to drink. Mhm. So like, I'll always like, that's always going to be there because I love drinking, but like, I see the consequences and I don't do it anymore, but does that make sense? But like that core is always still going to be there. So like people can change their actions and like try to work a different way, but you're always going to see their core. Okay. Well, in in that same vein, as it relates to the whole phase, do you think that's properly titled or should that be more of a long term? Thing. Well, that's why like men should be skeptical of girls that had like a hoe phase. Honestly, mm-hmm. they should because that's that's their core. And I'm not saying all all hoes are for the street. It's like none of them can get married. But and if you think about, it, I was thinking about this the other day. Like I think most women today would be considered a hoe by like 1920s standards, <laughs> right? right? No, because seriously, yeah. like you weren't a virgin, right? right? So like I think men have the right to vet girls. And like, mm-hmm. if they want to look at their past, like, yeah, your past actions are like indicative of who you are. That's like your resume. It's the same thing with a girl. If a guy cheated in every relationship he's been in, mm-hmm. <laughs> if a girl's been in the streets for like indefinitely. That makes sense. Speaking of cheating, um, 
what are your thoughts on polyamorous <laughs> relationships <laughs> and whether or not there's any validity to it? Do you think it's possible long term? No, I'm not a fan. Um, I I really just prefer more traditional. I really liked having my mom and my dad in the house growing up. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I love my family. I speak like very highly of my family. And I don't think it would have been the same if it was like two, three moms. And I was a guy going to deal with like <laughs> three. Let's say I asked my dad about this because I was like, dad, look at you have the right to cheat. <laughs> right, right, right. And I was like, dad, look at they say you can do this. And he's like, well, I'd want to deal with three women. Oh, no, I can. like, Hell, no. <laughs> I have to deal much. with one. Um, I, mm. I do think that's the way it's heading. Um, but I, do I like it? No, I think it's kind of sad. I don't think it's conducive for families. Do you think there's any biological arguments for polyamorous relationships? Oh, for sure. Mm. Absolutely. There's a million biological arguments. Um, like I, I think most animals are polyamorous, right? Right. Am I that? Yeah. yeah. Outside of like swans or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there, there are, I just don't, I don't like it. Maybe I could be wrong, but <laughs> well, I mean, you I, have the preference angle, but yeah. I'm always intrigued by it mainly because it, it makes sense for men. But of course, you have modern day women to contend with. As far as, I mean, of course, there are some women that are 100 percent down for it, like they're just open and you know free spirits, if you will, and like, oh, I'm, I'll just go with whatever, whatever happens to me happens to me, and I'll just take play, I'll just take part in the wind and whatever happens. Um, it's always intriguing to to hear a lot of modern women's rhetoric. Um, but yeah, yeah. The jury's still out for me, at least. Um, because of course it does take a lot of finances to, to maintain all that because it, there's still some traditional values that are attributed to the man as far as, all right, so somebody got paid for all this and we all may be working, but somebody still got to pull the trigger on, you know, the big issues uh, of the family, what have you. Um, and then of course, as children start coming into the world, you got everybody pregnant at a given time, or, you know, we kind of stagger it one mm-hmm. or two years, it becomes complex. And of course, just watching your mom's seen double like she has a, a, two washers and two dryers <laughs> good lord and uh, i saw the color coding i'm like so yellows go in this one i'm like but that's still 10 people 10 10 i mean unless y'all sharing clothes but i, I would assume uh, we had overlap we had nannies growing up my mom worked actually wow wow my, i mean she like did a lot of that stuff too but we i grew up with nannies for sure they would not have been able to <laughs> run the business and do that by themselves which is why i always talk about like everything comes with a cost and a lot of girls like want these like high value guys and Mm -hmm. they don't know what what they're signing up for so like for example my dad's a workaholic he's been a workaholic Mm -hmm. my whole life i there were times when i really didn't see him a lot love my dad a great relationship with him now um but like and that doesn't change when they retire like he's still a workaholic and these girls want these guys that are going to give them all this attention, but that goes against their personalities. Like that's yeah. not who those, that, that guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, like my mom quit her teaching job to go work for my dad. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just funny watching these girls like talk about these guys. Cause I'm like, you don't even know what they entail. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a lot of work. And most people don't see relationships as work. They see it as like this fantasy on, you know, Instagram. Like, yeah, that post was maybe a second and it might be a second out of a two week span. Um, but most people are busy working. Most people are not in the bed all day long touching each other. Like there's there's stuff you, you got to do outside of mm-hmm. even a podcast. Like once the camera turns off, there's still a ton of other stuff you got to do um, as it relates to your everyday life. Um, so there's definitely a lot of truth to that. Um, there's so many directions I want to go in. Do you think you were raised to be a wife? You mentioned having nannies and what have you. Do you think that's a role that someone can grow into? Or do you think that's something you have to be prepared for from childhood? Um, I mean, I think in certain ways I was, certain ways I wasn't. Um, like, for example, I, I mean, my mama taught me how to get along with people. So mm-hmm. I like, and I'm very agreeable. So I think it's pretty easy for me to like, listen and like take order. Like I've, every boss I've ever had has liked me. Like I, there's mm-hmm. no boss I couldn't get a letter of recommendation from um areas that i struggle in um i'm learning how to cook currently <laughs> um because okay. my mom cooked she didn't really but i don't know i think most people have skills that they're good at and skills that they're bad at but i work hard and i've always been a hard worker so i usually get good at things when i try okay here's a more abstract question uh what okay. do you fear what do i fear I'm pretty. Um, I'm afraid of getting murdered by someone off the internet. 
I'm like deathly afraid. I, li- <laughs> I live alone, so sometimes I'm like, one of these days, I'm like, something might go wrong. <laughs> we got that guard dog. Hopefully, he he does what he's supposed to do. I mean, nothing, nothing. <laughs> she would maybe. Yeah. Should I actually? I shouldn't be saying this online. <laughs> <laughs> just come hey once you find her no, it's she's, easy from there she's she's so scary she'll bite your head off <laughs> right exactly exactly that um oh what's one of your tiktoks uh with your sister um and she, your sister may have may have been you know joking around but she mentioned you don't have friends less <laughs> less about that and more specifically in regards to like a lot of your rhetoric and your tiktok and what have you have you lost friends because of a lot of things or a lot of the questions you've been asking Yes, these people are crazy. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I lost a friend of like 20 plus years, actually. Lord. Yeah. I my leave the whales comment got to her. I was bummed. <laughs> what what was that comment? That's something I haven't come across yet. Oh, um, I said you can leave your fat wife. <laughs> Look it, because this is this is what I was talking about. Like everyone mm. takes it so personal. I was saying, I understand if a girl gains a little bit of weight after pregnancy, that's normal, right. okay. Mm. But if you're gaining like fifty, a hundred pounds, and some girls do it before they get married, right? I said yes, he has a right to leave. I never said he should. I think sometimes mm. it's better for the kids to have both parents in the home. Right. But like, I don't think women should just get fat. Once they get the commitment that they want from the guy. Right. Um, but I guess she got fat. I didn't even know. So she was mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I hadn't seen her in a minute. So Goodness. I mean, there's no disagreements from this end. I mean, one thing, I, the way I see dating is like a 10-day contract in the NBA. I'm like, on a 10-day contract, you will get their best performance. Like, people coming out yeah. of college, you sign them to, all right, you got one year to prove yourself. You want that long-term deal. Uh, yeah. we, we, need some, we need some production. And you always see you, they're in the gym. They're closing the gym. They're before they're getting there before practice, leaving after after practice. You get the best effort. And as soon as they get that long term contract, you see James Harden production, where you know some some streaks of, of brilliance, but it just seems to die down. I'm like, where was that? Like you had all the energy before I rewarded you. After I reward you, it's all downhill. Mm-hmm. It's my theory, and this might be controversial, but um, I keep everybody on ten day contracts. I'm like, there are no long term deals. Everything is day to day. And it's performance-based. And, of course, it starts with me, where if I don't perform, leave. If yeah. I do something that, that's not up to snuff, if, if I break a commitment I previously gave you, like, most people think cheating is just across the board. No, cheating is relative to an agreement. It's relative to if you're in a monogamous relationship, cheating is defined by your partner, not by you. So to some people, cheating is just a simple DM response, whereas some mm-hmm. some people, cheating is pure intercourse. So. Mm-hmm. It's it's been my thought process of like, all right, get weight gain. It's gonna be a thing. It happens in men too. Like it's, it's most men rocking the dad bod, um, mm-hmm. and they have been since the beginning of the relationship. Um, but of course, a lot of the standards are different for men, mainly because men and women are different. And this constant need for men and women to be the same across the board. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's too many differences. And of course, double standards come out of that. Where we're comparing hammers and ladders. They're they're two different tools. They're both tools, mm-hmm. but they're different. So. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, but, and it's unfortunate that a lot of people will end relationships based off a simple belief system um, mm-hmm. that you don't have to live by. Like you, you can completely ignore it and still. That's love what I it. said. That's what I said. I was like, why don't you just not watch it? Right. <laughs> it's fine. I'm like, you, you, you literally, what do you think they did in the fifties? People, you talk to people that disagree with you all the time or have crazy opinions. You just don't know what they are. But right. now that we have the internet, you can hear out like you could hear hours of me if you wanted to right. talking about all of my opinions about everything so but like in the 50s before the internet was happening like mm. you you would never know <laughs> that's real and again it's, it's so unfortunate um so many relationships hinge on someone speaking their truth um because mm. i mean it seems as if women are more allowed more or less to just i mean i, I see in your interviews you ask a man a simple question about women you know and then he'll just answer immediately well, women should have a right to vote and women should have the right to do what they want. And then you ask them no, a point of question. Return our rights. Return our rights. It's it's crazy. Um yeah. <laughs> what's been your most impactful um engagement? It's because I I know you like you're doing the, the you know the public interviews and what have you. Um which do you enjoy more? TikTok, Instagram, 
uh, public interviews, YouTube, you know, live shows. Your thoughts? Uh, my favorite interaction I've had was when I had a girl on from my basketball team to talk about trans women. Mm. And at first she disagreed with me. And then the next time she came on my show, she changed her mind. Wow. That was probably, I really like having conversations with, um, mostly, I actually prefer having conversations with women, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a hard time recruiting them sometimes. They don't often want to come back, but, (laughs) but like, I really like a conversation where I really got someone to see like the men's point of view. So whether Mm -hmm. that's a public interview or, um, a conversation in my living room, like that's what I really enjoy doing. That's what's up. That's what's up. And I feel like you're definitely doing the Lord's work because a lot of the rhetoric that you give out, a lot of men would be chastised so quickly. And I'm sure you get a lot of it, too. Um, I, I see it on your TikTok you know, comments and, you know, you're a pick me and, and you're trying to move ahead of the line. Um, yeah. But it, it's definitely important. I am. What, do you, what is that <laughs> a bad thing? I want to get married. <laughs> I, I don't see the issue with it. I'm like, of course, like, men like effort. And that's the greatest way to attract what you want is to be what that person wants. And so a lot of men yeah. agree with you. I, I haven't come across much that I disagree with. Well, and it's it's one thing if I was saying stuff I didn't believe, but like, like I, I believe this stuff. So, mm. you know, I think, it, I think pick me. That's such a stupid insult because I'm like, what <laughs> do I, do I not want to like, what's the opposite of that? I want to be alone forever. Right. No, <laughs> that's too much. If if that ever happened, I would definitely monetize it though. I'd be like single, single 40-year-old childless <laughs> reacts. Like right. I'll be too on much. YouTube forever. No, they can't get rid of me. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> but Pearl, um, we're coming up on the hour. I, I do appreciate your time. I do appreciate you saying yes and coming on. Um, I do enjoy your content. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Any any final thoughts for the people? Um, follow my Instagram. I'm trying to get to 12,000 I've been so close um which is just which is just dot pearly things um mm. and then follow my tiktok which is just pearly things and youtube they're just pearly things with no dot most definitely most definitely um, oh wait wait and I'm on yeah. twitter pearly things with a z Follower. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to get to 200 <laughs> followers on there I forget I have twitter <laughs> twitter it seems twitter is just as hard to grow as youtube is um tiktok you can go viral any given day Instagram, if you're beautiful, you probably get away with it. But YouTube, they will just, you got to sit on that damn algorithm and like just push it and push it. But um, yeah, y'all definitely go follow her. Um, she's putting out quality content, um, quality conversations are being had. So I'm definitely grateful. All the way from London, um, she's doing her thing. So yeah, I'm definitely grateful for you coming on. Uh, so yeah, I will see y'all next video. Thank you again, Pearl, for coming on. And uh, I'll see y'all Thanks next for video. for having me. Most up, most up.